0: incorporated into our lives and be doers of the word not just hearers so we thank you Lord for the hearing and the doing of your word in Jesus name amen praise God amen so we're talking about right and wrong hearing and we spoke quite a bit on right hearing that uh, as long as you stay humble to God, that's the most important thing. If I can stress anything, it would be that. Uh, when you when God raises you up, you're raised up in the likeness of Christ. Got me? Now, I know there are people, you know, we're raised, we're seated, all that stuff. But you know and I know, you ain't always seated in Christ and you're not always in the Spirit. And so the way to stay in the Spirit is to stay humble to the voice of God, to the Spirit of God, to the Word of God. You've got to submit to God in order to be raised up in resurrection power. There's a scripture that even tells us that if we suffer with Him, that is, do without the pride, the arrogance, the, all of these things that we sometimes call, uh, faith. (laughs) You know, it's easy to mistake faith for arrogance and bullheadedness you got me Uh, sometimes people get into that mindset they you know you can't tell me god told me this and all this you know there's don't mistake any of that for the real thing Uh, jesus considered himself of no reputation humbled himself and then god raised him up and so the bible says he resists the proud but grace comes to the humble and so we have to always keep that in mind because that's it's grace is a a um a spirit that's conferred upon you it's not something you grab and you know grabby stuff like it's under your own control god still is in control of everything he's in control of his spirit he's in control of this world he's in control of time he's in control of everything and so we have to make sure that uh god's rules are obeyed and followed and and that we're uh Being compatible uh, with his spirit and what he wants us to do so uh this is the simple part of of uh, hearing correctly and knowing that your ears are set to hear from god is to humble yourself uh he'll you get grace to hear correctly and you'll hear appropriately and you'll be able to rightly discern and divide his word and so we we always have to keep in mind that god has uh, laws and rules to follow and if we'll follow those we'll get the benefit of what God has for us and will please God in the process so right hearing has to do with the right heart attitude and a right positioning in God how you position yourself is everything no how you position yourself is everything so we are if we are positioned correctly if we are are humble and bowing before god and being submissive to his word and his will then we'll always have the right understanding the right answer uh, all of that thing it it can be as easy as a matter of just getting the correction on the inside and changing your mindset changing your ears resetting how you hear it it can be that simple uh, a process you know you don't have to um uh, stay stiff necked and, and and difficult forever you can you know just stop god will soften your heart uh to hear what he's saying if you will incline your ear the right way so right hearing we spoke about and they're great uh great benefits to rightly hearing because then your the word is able to get inside you become engrafted in you and it can be held on to through meditation. You know, sometimes you'll hear a scripture or hear a word or a prophecy that really blesses you. And, you know, it, in the course of, of life, sometimes we just let that go in and, and have that momentary moment with that word, and then we go on to hear something else. But it's always good if something really blesses you to go back and retrieve it. And meditate on it and let it bless you again. I remember when I was a new Christian, I would do that. And remember you would say, this is my favorite scripture. We had little pet scriptures that we had because they they would always, med- and that's meditation. That, that thing gets in you. And it gets incorporated into your being. And I think that's one way that God helps us to be strengthened in his word and get the word grafted in. There's an agreement inside of you that boy this is really something that's helping me here. I like the sound of this right now. And so you hang on to it and you continue to let it feed you and let it help you. Then there are other scriptures that you might have a a negative flesh reaction to. And then you'll say you know what I must need this because... (laughs) (laughs) I'm booking against it here. And so you have to get a little more effort with those. But you eventually get them in there. You know, just like I I can remember on giving when when we were first, that seemed like so such a foolish thing to me. I said, how are you going to give this money to God and you don't have enough over here and, you know, all of this. And then it finally dawned on me that if you add faith to that it tips the balance it makes what you're receiving weightier than what you're giving got me you can flip it over so that instead of looking at it as taking away from your situation if you look at the end result it's adding to your situation so that was very helpful to me I remember God helping me with different concepts like that and it was just such a good thing uh, because you'll never if if you don't give to God you might as well stay in the world as far as your finances are concerned because you'll, you'll go down with the world you'll go up with the world you'll suffer the world's consequences so he's made a way for us to escape the perils of, you know, whatever the stock market is saying and so forth and so on. So, so anyway, it just was something that, that I remembered about how important it is to uh, for those words that are, are dear to us and easy to be received. Hold on to those. The ones that are a little more challenging. You've got to keep going back and get another dose. Go back and get another dose because it's not taken as quickly as the other ones but praise God for the ones that come in real fast and you can understand them because then they help you uh, so much I remember pastor Shirley when we first uh, started the ministry and she was concerned about her finances of course you know her husband had left her and the children and and it was a concern and god gave her a simple plan on giving which she nevers deviated from and and everything that he's told her about her finances has come to pass you know she's never had to struggle for anything uh, she personally speaking i know she doesn't like her children feeling that they have to do anything for her you know and, and the bible says the father should lay up for the children not the reverse but then there's a place where god does expect us as christians to care for our parents you know that's just a matter of respect and and uh, you know just common common courtesy kind of thing but uh, she she prefers not to have them really involved in, in you know expecting that they'll give and all that and she's been god's honored that for her you know she's never had really to depend on anybody except god for her finance but but it came from a simple plan of giving it's not just being afraid for your finances forever and saying i can't afford to give uh it's a simple plan of giving that you need to get from God and so that he can show you that he can cause that increase to come in your life and then you can expect to increase what you give from there once you see he'll bless you and give you back you can expect to increase from there so these things are are very important that we get these instructions from God how to apply his word to our lives so once you hear correctly and that word comes in there and you understand Luke 6.38 given it will be given that kind of thing then you have to start letting that work in you, get it in there and put it to use in your life. And that's the way it is with all of God's words. It's real simple uh, to, to put that plan into effect. But then there are times when that plan will be challenged with the way that we hear. And so there is wrong hearing and we're going to talk about that. We began talking about it a little bit. And uh, it, it very often uh, we hear incorrectly because of the uh, the tone or sometimes the effect that the words here have on our ear. I'll put it that way. It has nothing really to do so much with the the voice. The content is what God wants us to focus on. He's not concerned about... Uh, the person speaking, do they like you or not? Or do are they educated or not? Uh, do they have enough credentials, enough credibility or not? Um, do they have a big enough church or not? You know, we're talking about church people. There are certain things that the world honors that the church will pick up that we think gives people greater credibility and give their words more weight and more power you know I can remember some of the messages that the body of Christ has picked up over the years. And they never come from the the little guy who's praying for revelation from God. They always come from the guy that's on television. You know, and that makes it so easy to pick up. And I'm not against that as long as it comes from God and it's a major blessing to God's people. But so much of we of what we've been taught has come from people who can afford tv time and get on there and get on there with the message that they feel is important and uh, not all the time messages that are important to god you understand what i'm saying the, the real popular ones you can tell the ones that are popular because everybody preaches them everybody can get a little bit of a grasp on them and everybody can can manage them the ones that are, are rich but not so popular are the ones you really got to pay a personal price to get the results. That have been around forever. Messages on healing for instance. We all know that you can't just jump up and get a healing ministry. You've got to really apply yourself to the word, to study, to prayer. You have to have a relationship with God. This is a highly personal thing because that's a message that's confirmed with signs following. Many of the popular messages you don't ever know if they are confirmed or not. They are just preached all the time. Messages on prosperity. How many bankruptcies did we have when the bottom fell out of the economy? Well if those messages were really bearing fruit we'd be able to have a testimony and say this whole church was spared a bankruptcy because we understood the prosperity message and we prospered even in the midst of collapse. But we haven't had any kind of confirmations like that have we? So we can say that these messages probably sounded good to people's ears and they they were heard but they did not bear the fruit that God really wants us to bear when we hear correctly. And so you, you got to understand this about messages, what God honors and, and what what how believers receive it. These things are important for you to be able to judge and evaluate when it comes for you to be able to hear what God has for you you and and to apply it to your life so in the world has a way of kind of twisting perverting things trying to get them to sound real good to the human ear and then if it sounds good in a kind of fleshly or carnal way you'll change the um, setting I think on your hearing if we could call it that you'll go from a spiritual setting to a more of a carnal setting because somehow this is more tickling to your ear and a little bit easier for your flesh to entreat uh, than it is uh, if if it were just coming straight from God some of the better better uh, results I've got in applying God's word was in areas where I was challenged. And wasn't up to snuff you know so to speak in certain areas. Like for instance when we first started the ministry I noticed that I could pick up. It, and the gifts of the spirit, the the hearing ones, word of, the vocal ones, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, revelation, gifts, and so forth. It was very easy for me to uh, perceive those and, and carry those forth. But then after a while, that dries up. You know, God's already got your ears tuned and your mouth tuned and everything. So now it's time to go on to something else. And I think this is a major challenge for prophets and for people you know in revelation gifting because if you don't go on to something else and add more incorporate more into your uh, your abilities and, and your, uh, your ministry and how you can help people you'll always be limited in that way see people get around you because they want to have a word from God and you'll spend all your time just pulling in that vein trying to get a prophecy for people and what about the guy that needs to be healed what are you going to do for him what about the people who really need deliverance and need that anointing to set them free and so I had to really challenge myself to, to, okay, God, well, I know when I pray for the sick, people get better, but how, what percentage of that, you know, and can we increase the percentage? You know, uh, this is how you have to function with God. you you got to be a results oriented person or you're just not going to be as effective as somebody who can get better results. And I think we all want more results. But sometimes you don't want to confront that. You want to assume it's okay because you're doing some of it you know and, and you're not you're not really in there you know like, like you want to be you know there's a vision of more but how do you get that more you know it's going to cost you some you're not sure what it's going to cost but you know that and so, so this is the challenge for the believer uh, how much more do we, we want to produce for God has God put it on your heart that you could be more effective in, a, in some ways and how do you challenge yourself to do that I mean, right now we have a challenge. Uh, we've had it for some time. Uh, that we need to get more people into the meetings. And so when when you think about that. I don't know about you. But I feel a certain level of conviction. That I could be doing something more. At least using my faith more. Praying more. Expecting more. Uh, inviting people more. All of those things you've got to understand you can do more of. And uh, you want to feel like you're okay. But then when you see there's more work to do you notice <laughs> look at the results you gotta do more or you gotta do something differently or there's something some nuance or keep doing what you're doing but do it louder stronger more forceful more, with more regularity there's some adjustment that needs to be made and all i'm saying is that's going to be true about our lives as believers forever, because God always wants to increase His kingdom. He always wanted, wants to increase the people that hear the gospel. He always wants His 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 bride to be more effective uh, in reaching people. All that kind of stuff. So many of the challenges that come from the world come to divert our attention from our central focus, which is the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know, it just is this all of that. And so oftentimes our hearing is affected too by the spirits that are, are uh, dominating in the world see there's dominant spirits out there that affect our hearing and then it will pervert how we hear it will pervert how we hear what God is speaking to us sometimes if we're in a certain uh, frame of mind it will will twist how we hear sometimes when you come to church you want to something's pressing on you oh boy I got to get an answer about so and so and such and such in my life and you get a sermon that has nothing to do with it or so you think and so you can shut down because you keep expecting every word to, to speak to that need well sometimes God wants to build a little bit of a foundation under you he's not not just always poking at your problems and busting them with like you know throwing darts at a, a dartboard, he's he's laying a foundation sometimes under you so that you can be peaceful in the midst of this challenge because he knows it might take you a while to get around to <laughs> resolving this thing in your life and so and then sometimes he just wants to know wants us to know that he's not anxious about anything you know he's not bugged about it and so if we can can uh, get that feeling that sense from him somehow he wants to communicate something to us and if we're hearing correctly we'll pick up what he's trying to get across to us and not not be so uh, you know anxious about everything and so I think sometimes God uh, will get us on to something else because the Bible tells us to think on certain things when we're troubled you know and he'll pull you off of speaking to that problem all the time because he knows you're troubled about it and he wants to divert your attention away from it because he knows it might take a season for you to, to get that answer and so he's very God's so wise in all these things you know you can trust him he trust him you come to church and you keep your heart open to the word you keep your heart humble to the word and let the word sink in and penetrate and help you uh, then you'll be able to to uh, weather these storms and you'll come out on top you'll be always be a doer and and somebody who can put that word in operation and expect that word uh to happen for them so i i was uh i was uh um, pleasantly uh a uh, surprise a little bit the last conference apostle binion uh got into a flow of the spirit and i thought boy this is really nice And you know some a lot of times when people are prophesying they try to have a word for everybody there's a lot of intercession that you have to do there you know you stand there in the podium walking behind them you're praying and and trying to keep the atmosphere you know conducive to them getting accurate words from for people and so forth and so on but god just sent such a help there it was wonderful you know i was walking around behind them, dancing and having a good time and you know no sweat here and uh and it was good to see the results that came for many people because people were open to hear that word and receive it in their hearts You, you understand what I'm saying is so good to be able to be in the flow of what's going on when it's going on, and you can you can get the benefit of it you can can get uh blessed by it, it, it in a way it it's reminiscent of of some of the uh early encounters people would have with the holy spirit remember when the uh, first uh, azusa uh, the uh, turn of the century the azusa street revival and outpourings some of the things dramatic things that happened in people's lives there were people that knew they were called to the ministry and they went out there to be equipped and they went out and they changed the world just that one time encounter with god and everything's right you're hearing right you humble yourself you get up there to the the altar you know that words for you you take off under it and it just carries you you know throughout and that's the way it's supposed to be folks it's supposed to be like that and so if we can can allow ourselves to understand The importance of keeping your ears tuned in right to God's Word, boy, we can, we can have a really, really strong benefit to, to encounters like that. You know, you can, can get that and it'll take you to the next six months or so when you, (laughs) when you come under the, the anointing again and so it was good to experience that and i'm just praying that god keeps that atmosphere in our meetings that we can have that all the time and people can really really receive and respond to the word of the lord in in a great great way i don't think there was anybody that came up there receive a word that was you know wondering you know how that thing you know gets in there and and then or an errant Something comes in there, something that's a little not on target, where you gotta resist it a little bit. You know, it's it's good to have an an opera. Ration of the spirit that flows really, really well like that, and so it's it's a a blessing. It's a blessing, but that's an uh, um, uh, an example of how God helps that hearing atmosphere. See, you just have to come and present yourself at the altar, and allow God to to speak to you, and then that word gets in you, and you can take off under the authority of that word, and it will produce for you throughout your life. It just stays with you, and that's the wonderful. Thing. So, um, humility and, and opening yourself up to hear the Word of God. Make sure that uh, when the atmosphere is conducive to the Word, it's a good thing. Now, oftentimes when we hear incorrectly, it's an atmospheric problem. Sometimes it can be a problem of a spirit that's released. Like we say from the world. And it follows people into the church. It's got no business messing with church people. But if you incline your ear to the world's wisdom. You give permission for that thing to minister to you. And so it can twist what what the Bible says. For instance we have been conditioned and trained now not to quote unquote judge anybody you know as though that's wrong you got me you got me now the bible tells us judge not that you not be judged in the measure you meet these are examples of what happens to people if you don't want something coming back to you don't sow it out into somebody else's life that's a common sense uh sowing and, and reaping uh uh situation that that was what the point was in that example uh But the Bible tells us to judge righteous judgment. In other words, let the Holy Spirit show you. What's right and wrong. So again, we have this humbling ourselves to the Holy Spirit. And if the Holy Spirit tells you to stay away from it, you better stay away from it. You understand? What? If the Holy Spirit tells you to speak up and tell somebody and correct someone when they say uh, some of these worldly things, you better speak up and correct that, or you'll be stuck with the results of that. See? And so it's not that we're not to judge. Even in fact, people will go so far as say God doesn't judge. You see, but God does judge and I, you know, I'll tell them that I defy you to believe that you can do what you want to do in this world and still go to heaven. God, of course, judges. You, you judge it yourself. You call wife beaters wrong and you call environment, people who destroy the environment. Those people are wrong and all these other people. You're judging yourself. See you have a sense of what's right and wrong. Based on your own little value system. And of course God has one. Of course he judges. Of course you want to be judged righteous. At the end of these things. You want to be forgiven of all your sins. And thereby get into heaven. But you know it's not going to happen for certain people. And so when the world starts to take away. Truth from us. Essential truth. And see these. These. Uh, uh, thoughts and ideas are challenging the gospel see so they present a formidable challenge for us to overcome when we go out to minister to people because we've got to understand what they've been told in the world how the world perverts all of this stuff and we've got to have answers and God has answers for us to bring forth to allow people to get truth inside them. You know it might take a while. They might have to meditate on it for a while. But all we have to do is speak it. And that's the Holy Spirit's job. To follow up on that. And make that word real to them. So really the atmosphere. The, cu- the culture that we live in. Will cause our hearing to be perverted. To the degree that at least we want to water down truth. And we don't want to leave people under conviction i think that's the biggest problem for the church is that we don't like people being uncomfortable with our good news whereas the old timers they didn't feel that they made anything in fact i was saying who was that i was reading uh years ago i think i read uh Bosworth or somebody along that time, you know, that the, the uh Azusa Street and beyond and that healing revival that started. And they say, You haven't done God's job unless somebody left glad or mad You know, (laughs) you know, there's no in between in this gospel. There's there's, you know, you're going to have that reaction one way or the other. So if you if you run into a believer and you share Christ, hopefully they left glad. You know, that's the glad reaction. But if somebody left mad it's because they're on the outside and they need to repent to get in. And so we we need to understand that that we can't be politically correct. That's not for Christianity. And well, see that's another concept that perverts or tries to pervert our message that will twist your hearing. So that you, when God gives you something to say to people sometimes and that word is in your heart. You can either uh, trust that word and speak it forth or you'll stop and pause and reconsider what God gives you based on how you hear. So it's very important to get your hearing straight. And always if God gives you something uh, you need to make sure that you embrace it. Incorporate it into your thinking and incorporate it into your life. Because it's going to help you as well as someone else. So that word will keep you alive. It will keep you out of trouble. And it also will keep other people. Will Will get them to grab on to the real gospel. I was just thinking about some of the people that... Uh, um, uh, evaluate and track their conversions you know and some ministries have gotten real good at this they have decision cards that they have people fill out and they'll track them over a period of years and some of these people are saved for 20 30 40 years after that conversion why because that word they received when they were preached to was an accurate word see that you can't have accurate salvation with a perverted word You've got to have it straight up and straightforward, And so that's where faithful people like Billy Graham, who is always he'd get his scriptures out and tell people, you know, if you're often reproved and you harden your neck, you'll be cut off. You know, and you think to yourself, ha ah, he actually said that. That's in the word. Yeah, it's in the word. So you can't change. That's God's word. And so many times we find that. Because of the way that we have been uh, manipulated I think out of what God gave us initially. Uh, we will find ourselves with some type of a diluted word. Some type of a uh, um, perverted word that doesn't quite have the impact that it needs to have to convert that soul. You think about it you know you think about how steeped people are in sin now and how uh, hardened the world is you know god is going to have to raise up a people who just totally believe him they they can't be swayed and pulled away from from understanding the word in uh, the way it's written and so <clears throat> There are are uh, things though also that will pervert the word and that is the condition of our heart. If we uh, ourselves are stiffened on the inside because of the way the judgments that we have made about words and how we hear them, we won't be as open to hear the word of God as we need to be, and so we have to watch how we hear based on our personal experiences and our uh, our attitude toward authority, and that's really where the biggest problem is uh, with this generation. It is an authority. I can remember the uh, the free love movement, so to speak, of the '60s, and how people just began to refuse parents authority. They run off and live in a commune where there were no laws. They just got high all the time and did what they wanted to do and and then most of them wound up in a life of crime because if you're just living in a commune getting high, somebody has to go find money for that. And so some of your biggest drug dealers developed out of that movement because the reality of life hits you and you find yourself doing you realize there are worse things in the world than your parents hypocrisy. You got me? <laughs> so here we are again judging incorrectly what, what the world was doing. I think at that time there were a lot of uh, uh, things that were exposed that weren't right in society. But that doesn't mean that that type of reaction to it is acceptable. See, Uh, then there was a movement. Well, if we're going to bring change, we got to work within the system. And you know, all the rebels were outside of the system, and then there were the turncoats getting back into the system, but they didn't change anything either. They changed the system to reflect their lawlessness, because uh, you know everything got to be legal. Then abortion was already legal. Then pornography was, you know, we're soft on that. Now they want to change the drug laws and make marijuana legal, and all. So it's made a progression. Folks, it's, it's made a progression of lawlessness in our society, and so as believers, we have to realize that God has standards that we have to live, we got to preach, we got to project, we, we got to be even more determined to live the truth of God's word than ever before because we used to have help from the government if you were a Christian. And you were speaking truth and you were law abiding. The government saw you as helping their cause. Because the good work that you did meant they didn't have to do so much. But nowadays they're trying to put preachers in jail they're trying to close down churches they threaten them all the time if you say anything political from the pulpit or you try to endorse a candidate where they used to have candidates go to churches and and you give them time to talk and all that kind of stuff so they're threatened now to take your tax exempt status away from you and that kind of thing so this has turned out to be a very hostile it's a subtle hostility you know we're like frogs being boiled at a gradual temperature increase. It's a subtle uh, uh, type of rebellion but it is still there and is very active. And it does influence the way that we hear. So the biggest challenge that the believer <clears throat> will have is hearing accurately the voice of authority. Because that is what has been challenged. Legitimate authority has been challenged in the world. And it has been replaced with witchcraft and seducing spirits. So the world has been uh, um, gradually seduced over into believing right is wrong and wrong is right. Exactly what it is. And God said, woe to that person who says right is wrong and wrong is right. and so uh when we hear uh the voice of authority um, is it can be perceived in a wrong way Because of the way our ears are inclined to hear now. We're inclined to hear permissiveness. We're inclined to hear false love. uh, Which is another type of permissiveness. Uh, We're told we can't judge. We're told we shouldn't do certain things. There's been a different kind of a law set up. If you'll notice our law is administered through the spirit of grace which means that you can correct yourself and you can have an opportunity to move back into obedience to the law once you've broken the law in the world you don't have that when you break the law you're judged and you're considered a racist, a sexist, a whatever. You're a bad person and you're labeled and you push to the outside. See this is the difference. So in Christianity but they're making us out to be that person instead of owning it themselves. You see so there's always a bad guy in every movie. And in the movie of this day and age that we live in the Christians the bad guy even the Muslim is cut cut some slack because well the only reason they bomb us was because we've been so mean to them over the years we deserve this because of the way that we've treated them in the past and so this whole thing is, is really skewed and it's upside down and so when the voice of authority comes in to lay some things out it's not received. Because everything that the world embraces now is very subtle is very uh, has has manipulation in it it 's controlling and it has witchcraft elements to it, and so we have to be very, very careful. How we hear, how we incorporate these things. And if nothing else, you can ask God to help you to judge these things. You know, you may not be able to get them all when they first come at you. But if you leave them out there and let God help you to discern and help you to judge, you will not get twisted and perverted in your thinking. So oftentimes, though, personally, if you're the type of person who has a history of resentment to authority then you will will kind of stiffen when you hear the voice of authority and the voice of wisdom coming to you because i can tell you one thing wisdom always comes with authority wisdom is never subtle it is very it is never manipulative because it doesn't need it because it stands on its own because it's truth so when wisdom comes toward you very time very often people who operate in wisdom will not be easily moved they will not be wishy-washy they will not be pushed off of their position and off their stand now god can help them to make the message more receivable by incorporating greater truth into it but the central core of the message really never changes but if you're a person who has a history of resentment toward authority. And that can come from a lot of reasons. And sometimes people in authority of your life have failed you. You know they, they just have not done what they were supposed to do. And so you can have this attitude of mistrust of authority and so that may keep you if something comes towards you that sounds like mom or dad or the teacher or sister whoever that whacked you on your hands on your knuckles when (laughs) you were talking and you were supposed to you know that can raise up a, a flag on the inside of you but and that's only because you're not hearing by the spirit See, sometimes where flesh is too engaged, we already have those defenses up. And then it's hard to pull them down. That's why, in order to hear accurately, you have to humble yourself to at least entreat that person. And hear what that person has to say. You know, and that takes humility. And so, in your, uh, your listening, always own your past. You got me? I know we're new creatures, but your ears get tuned into uh, different ways of hearing based on what you just heard. Sometimes if you've just been listening to somebody, you know, these uh, um, reality shows where people don't get along and they're always having arguments and stuff like that. You know, we're people of peace as believers. You can't sit there and listen to that stuff. And then have normal ears when you get up from that. And so I sometimes I'll have the TV on and, and uh, I, kids are very attentive to, to things like television. They kind of captivate their attention. And so if they start going at it, I'll turn it off. Rachel say, Ah, oh, I said, no, we're not listening to people. Nope, we don't argue here. We're not striving here. We're not getting caught up in that kind of spirit because it's not good if you want to get along. I said, those people are not getting along and we don't have to hear their nonsense. And then a lot of that stuff is just contrived and put on. It's not even real. You know it's just there to grab the attention of the hearer and to pervert your hearing. And so very often you hear according to the last thing that you heard. You'll hear the next thing that there is to hear. And so we have to be careful what we allow our ears to get in tune to very often too sometimes the preaching that we hear is watered down and so you have to be I I would say all the time I say it kind of a joking way we watch too much Christian television and sometimes you can just get yourself your uh, carnal ears get flipped on and you don't know how to shut that down because your your soul man likes what you hear to a degree. So it's a challenge really to keep your spirit engaged so that your spirit can properly evaluate what you hear and always keep that in mind. So not all authority though is perverted, but it can be perceived that way because of the way we position ourselves to hear. So we if we remain stiffened because we're uh, of already in tune to something negative then we will miss God's word and his best for us that's why it's always good to participate in the worship if you come in and the worship is on at least that's a cleansing for us you got me it cleanses your mind and your heart from what was prior to that that you came in with and so if we will allow ourselves to uh, just flow with what God has for us he has so much help for us to be able to receive that word accurately and entreat it accurately then we'll be able to get what God wants out of these situations but if you don't have a worship time say for instance somebody in authority in your life is speaking to you Uh, you know sometimes uh, kids look back at things that the parents told them and uh, it never fails you know you get older and you start experiencing life then you start reflecting you say you know what I used to really think my parents didn't like me or putting me down or all this or all that but I found out huh Some of that stuff was true. Some of it's not. I'm not saying it all is. But somehow in reflection and facing life yourself. Whoever was in authority in your life. Those words will start to come back to you. They'll start to to, uh, be re-experienced and revisited again. And you'll be able to see that there is much value in what they say. Uh, Especially the correction. Now the correction is always the worst. We think it's the worst thing in the world to be told we're doing something wrong. But if you look at correction at least it doesn't lead you leave you on a bad road. It It is there to pull you off of that road and put you on the right road. That's what correction is. It's not always a put down. And it's not always an attack on you personally. But it is there to take you off of the wrong road and put you on the right road. Sometimes people look back and say you know if I had made that change back there. You know there are people that have wrecked their lives because of wrong friends. You know, wrecked their lives because of a wrong marriage, wrecked their lives because of uh, a wrong relationship. They got out, got involved in it, and it wasn't right. And instead of letting it be corrected, they just stiffened their minds to that and went on down the dumb street. And then years later, they're still on that street. But they, even though they don't turn around, they can look back and say, "You know, if I had listened to so and so when they first told me about that, but I thought they were." You got me? So you'll realize what wrong hearing does to you. It twists what you hear and makes it 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 makes the wrong right and the right wrong. See, it makes you make the wrong decision every time because you don't understand that your hearing is not right. Oh, huh? your hearing is not right. I can remember uh when I was younger, uh feeling kind of uh different from everybody else you know sometimes the call of god affects you that way it'll isolate you uh, at a very young age and i always thought maybe i wasn't this enough or maybe i wasn't that enough or maybe this that or the other and i realize now in in retrospect that part of it was god isolating me but if i had picked that up in the flesh you got me then that 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 thing that god put there to protect you becomes something you pick up and you manage it yourself so you can't do that you 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 you've got to roll with it you've got to understand who you are what you're called to do and not pick up all these other goofy ideas you know i can remember uh kids that were kind of like different or picked on when they were kids turned out criminal you know just angry at everybody rebellious and all that kind of stuff and it stayed with them why because they they pick that up as something that they had to manage themselves instead of letting it go you know this is just a fact of life I don't know what it is but I'm staying on the purpose that I'm here for you know I'm supposed to go to school get an education and that's what I'm going to do and I'm not going to worry about this other stuff out here and so if you don't worry about that other stuff out there you'll eventually find your purpose. You'll eventually find what you're supposed to do because you've you know that you're hearing's, you know, you're hearing things that aren't that aren't pleasant for you but you don't internalize them in the wrong way. Once you start internalizing them and and making up your own reality around it, so forth and so on, you'll put yourself on a bad road. And I think that's what happens to to many, many people. Uh, They just don't know how to hear correctly and get that message in there and stay focused on the purpose. What are you here for and what are you doing about it today? Are you on the sidelines because somebody said something to you that hurt your feelings or offended you? Welcome to the club. You're going to get a lot of that as a believer. You're going to get a lot of that doing the right thing. And so many times as young people, God starts conditioning us. (laughs) <laughs> to the the alien concept you 're foreigners and aliens here and you 're always going to be treated like that and so let 's get get that into you uh, in an early age and I think that 's part of god 's wisdom for us because think about if if believers Were popular people and all of a sudden had to give up all that popularity to serve God. How many people are going to really throw in the towel and trust something they don't know. And so very often it's good to just be conditioned to it. uh, And understand it. Accept it as a part of life. But it doesn't have to run your life. If you don't let offenses run your life. You'll be a successful person in this world. And so we can stiffen ourselves because we're expecting a bad experience sometimes when we interact with authority many times people are on edge or tense or nervous or something like that uh, when they're around people with authority especially anointed people and people feel that way around you to a degree as a believer you carry a certain amount of God's authority with you and so that may be a a source of contention uh, between you and other people you interact with I know that when you understand the word better that revelation puts you in a place where people don't feel it's so easy to challenge you because of what you carry to them the truth that you carry on the inside so that's going to affect some relationships don't step down from what God's put in you though don't pervert that and don't Carry that in a lower, you know, carry it down low instead of carrying it where it's supposed to be. Uh, and you don't have to be subtle and manipulative with the gospel. You can just give people truth. If they don't want to hear it, they don't have to hear it. But I've had many people come to me later and say, you know, when you told me so and so and such and such, and, you know, it hurt my feelings and all this, and I'm thinking to myself, What did I say? You know, I mean, it's kind of like this. You're speaking truth because you embrace it and you accept it as good. That person hearing it is offended by it because their ears are different. I mean you change what you do you know you can tell Well, I didn't mean to hurt you but God told me to tell it or this is the best I know how to help you with it you know kind of thing but that's as far as you go you don't change who you are and you don't change the way that God positions you to present his truth because I'm telling you there are too many people out here who will change what they tell them just to appease persons or the minute they're challenged and that kind of stuff they just go for it there's some people out here who are too sensitive you got me there's some people out here who are crazy and I used to work with them you we had paranoid people in, in the hospital and you didn't put them you know we had a long corridor at the end of the corridor was the Little, uh, it was like a um, uh, recreation type area it had a television back there and a pool table and all that stuff and you didn't put the paranoid people back there where the TV was because that TV was talking to them they'd be up all night long so you put them toward the front there's some people like that in life you can't say anything to them and get forgiven they carry it forever because you don't like them you're this you're that you're mean you're all that kind of stuff and so you have to be careful how you respond when people don't hear you the way Mm -hmm. Truth is never a put down. I'm going to tell you right now. Because truth is outside of all of us. And it has to do more with what God says than what we say personally to one another. You got me? And we're to always uphold God's truth and carry his truth first and foremost. And make his truth the predominant word in our lives. You, you can't just you know go around with your own opinions anymore. You don't have that. You've died to that. And so what you carry is what God, God's truth is what you understand about it. You got me? And it, believe me it's, it's a, a well of water to people who are weary you let them get weary enough and they'll be ready to receive what you have so you got to stay stable you can't change folks you've you got to stay with what God gives you and you can't be mealy mouthing it and twisting it around so that people will say they liked what you said you, that's a luxury you can't afford so we have to open our ears to hear at all times and trust when we hear the truth we have to trust that uh, God will, will find a resting place in our hearts for that truth and that 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 truth will multiply and it will help us. This is so important because I see the deception that comes on even the strong ones. You know even the people that we see as leaders. And you know, it, and you kind of have to look at that and say, now what happened there? I mean, you don't stop what you're doing and pick that up as your cause or anything. But you've got to understand that, that there's a dynamic that's going on there. That if you understand how you make Judgments. You understand how you incorporate ideas into your thinking. If you understand how your flesh can get engaged instead of your spirit. And how you can run off with that. Because you like what you hear. And it does something for you. Then we can can head this stuff off and stay faithful to the truth of God's word. You just can. And so... We have to realize and discern these things. We have to discern uh how how people carry truth. Uh we don't we're not all the same personality. So we don't all carry truth the same. No. Um Brother Sumrall carries truth differently than uh Richard Roberts does. You got me? Uh, everybody carries truth in a different package, but it's still a reflection of who God is. You know, it's a reflection of God's personality. And so we can look at all these different individuals and how that truth is projected, and we can see the, the uh, revelation of God and, and who He is. And so we, we've got to understand that there's a way to, to get past emotion. Past flesh, past how it sounds, and past feeling offended. And they said that to hurt me. And that's, you know, if I, if I tell you, uh, you know, uh, that you're not in faith, that can be taken a lot of different ways. You got me? If your emotions are up there on the front row and you hear that, all you get is an emotional reaction and you walk away from it. As though it's not there to help you at all. See, people who are soulish and emotional hear everything that way. And they never question it, they never challenge it, they never go past it. All they ever hear is, they don't like me. They hurt me. This, this isn't, this is bad. They judge it as no good because their emotions have judged it as offensive. See? Now, what does God give us to help that? Because you can't stay in that emotional condition only. Well, he gives you forgiveness. You forgive people when you feel hurt by their words. You don't go around and tell everybody what they said and you know projected and everything. If we're going to live this life, we've got to apply these tools because God gives us forgiveness to help us live. <laughs> Huh? And not struggle all the time and not die on the vine because we can't get past our feelings. In fact, you're not supposed to honor them anymore. You're supposed to be dead to that stuff. But it keeps coming back. You know, we all know that. You can get in positions where you you know that's important to you, or you're just, yeah, you know, all that kind of stuff. So you, you just have to judge that and understand that people are not after you. You're not the center of the universe. You're not the sun and the moon. Even though you think you are. And that's the other part of it. It's a manifestation of pride when you internalize everything. As being against you or for you. People can't say things to you to help your life. Because you just take them the wrong way. You know, We all know people like that. And well you know you can't say that to so and so. Because they'll take it the wrong way. You know, and so, you know, it's <laughs> that's a lot of work, folks. People like that get passed over a lot for a lot of things in life. But God wants to help them. You know, he wants them to they have the same ability and, and potential that everybody else has. They just got to learn how to do things by the spirit. And so <clears throat> it is a challenge. You know, As some people, you ever have one of those people in your life and you think, boy, that person's a lot of work you know it's that's why emotional and immature but there is a place where the word can start to penetrate that and grow them up so that they're not being led by the chin so to speak all the time so uh in in many times you know that if that that Can be lifted off, that flesh can be unveiled and lifted off. You might find a heart that's really after God and somebody (laughs) who can really be used by God if they just get out of themselves, you know, get out of yourself for a minute. (laughs) Give yourself a vacation. He's tired. (laughs) we need to understand that because a person is maybe abrupt or impatient or gruff or angry it doesn't negate their usefulness in your life (laughs) some of the most uh, 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 potentially uh, useful things come in very rough packages You've all restored furniture. If you've got an eye for uh, uh, beauty and that kind of stuff, you know, we've all taken something at some time that we thought had some good in it. You know, you look at a chair on the lawn and say, "You know, that, I don't know why they threw that away. That's kind of a nice looking. If you would just do your that's us, huh? And that's everybody else. We're work in progress. We've been damaged, huh? By sin and by our past lives, and we need restoration. You know, uh, when you can see the value in something in a rough state, that's God's eye showing you that. Yeah creative people have a lot of god that's why they're so uh, uh, discouraged and, and fought in life. You know, you you take a creative person and they want to daydream, they want to draw, they want to, and you know everybody's mad at them. Well, how come you can't do something that's more? Yeah, you know, you're wasting your time with you know that because kind of We want to get up and do something else. You got me, and so that that God thing that's in them that keeps feeding their imagination and getting them to express that. Is something that the earth will fight because the earth doesn't want God's beauty coming into. They want perverted beauty coming into the world. They don't want God's beauty coming in here. Things that will inspire people and make life better. You know creative people are here to give the non-creative something to enjoy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying I mean if you can't create it yourself life would be boring you know if you couldn't take a trip to the museum or well now we have the internet where you can go on and you know scan through the different pictures and stuff you know artists have their websites and so forth life would be pretty dull and boring if they didn't share what they had well somebody has to help them develop it and if we're all condemning them all the time (laughs) they'll never you know that's why uh, 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 Van Gogh cut off his ear you know I mean come on now he's the world was after him yes yeah for sure (laughs) so So we have to understand these things (laughs) you know it's very frustrating to have all that inside of you and not be able to get it out and nobody to help it so this is a warning for us who are around creative people we have to learn how to encourage that creativity and not stifle it you know all you got to do is stay out of people's way sometimes and they'll be fine so (coughs) so if you can humble yourself and open up no matter what that voice comes across as you've got to you got to get beyond how it makes you feel You know, nobody can make you feel anything. You've made a decision to feel that way about it you got me just like it doesn't bother some people to hear a uh, uh, tough talk you know uh, or or abrupt talk or something you know it, it people can get beyond that and hear the essence of what somebody is saying you can't be stopped by what you think because of your you know and then we want to go into our little therapy closet you know and oh you know when i was little my mother talked to me like that you listen to her either or you be brushing your teeth every morning or say, you know something you know. We're all missing something some element of discipline that that wisdom would have brought to us had we listened to it. And I think that's probably the problem with a lot of people we have incarcerated and They just don't hear the voice of wisdom. They are tuned out to it. And you see the effect that it has. If you you make yourself a rebel uh, every place you go. You've got to be able to listen. I was uh, watching that little Scared Straight. You know Beyond Scared Straight program. I mentioned it briefly last time. But when those kids come in they are hollered at. And they are shouted at and they're made and the the guard was saying he said that's how we break them down see these demons that they carry that pervert their hearing have to be moved out of the way so that they can get an understanding that there are consequences to what they do and these they followed up on most of these children now there was one kid that you could see he he had so many devils he had more devils than they could deal with he's still doing what he's doing he's making drugs making money selling little drugs and stuff but all of those children turned around and started being more respectful to their parents why they really loved their parents deep down inside they really loved mommy and daddy but they were angry for so long and nobody could get through to them that's why the Bible warns you about anger to be angry and don't let it make you sin don't let your anger escalate to an argument to striving because it will lead to sin you can't do that and so God has a way to put us under the governance of the Holy Spirit so that we can forgive and we can uh, encounter those people again as though they've never done. There's nothing between you and that individual. you know. And you're not pretending. And you're not hiding it. And you're not trying to be the bigger person. You're humbling yourself. And you're being obey- obedient to God's word. Because his word will always lead you in the right direction. So <clears throat> if you're a sensitive person or a guarded person. When you're around people in authority. You'll spend most of your time trying to decide if somebody likes you or not. Hmm? your boss he doesn't like me they're trying to get rid of me you start getting more and more paranoid why because you don't forgive and you don't understand god put those people in your life what who are you going to who's going to sign your paycheck if you don't don't do what your boss says who's going to provide for your living if you don't do what they say so this is something and and you don't have to be an eye servant just doing it when you're around them and and then backbiting them when you get around everybody else but you can be a true humble servant so that you're the same all the time when God sees that he'll elevate you he'll he'll promote you but until he sees you in your heart uh uh, embracing that as a God-given gift to you you know people in authority are given as gifts to us if you're law-abiding, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be afraid of anybody in authority if you're obeying the law. Because the Bible says that they are a, a blessing and a help to us and not a threat to us. They're not a, not a tyranny to us, but they are a help to us. And if you will humble yourself and receive you know some people get so steeped in rebellion they pick up a spirit that talks back all the time you got me it'll never let it'll never let wisdom just settle out the atmosphere it always has something to say back anything just any retort any response any you know they don't know how to shut up. You know, you give them a, uh, an edict, and they'll just fight it and have something to say back about it. You know, that never goes away. And so, we have to be careful with that because we have to let wisdom settle things. You have to let authority settle things. You know, sometimes you think you're you're being wise and given a reason or an excuse, you're still talking back. You got me? You got to let authority settle things. There's no, there's no rational. What they're trying to do is get you from goofing your life up by making mistakes all the time. And if you can't say, okay, I made that mistake and you don't need to hear why. Because you don't need to have an excuse for everything all the time. You got me? We know you think you got a good reason, but it's still wrong. You got me and it needs to be corrected and so this is why people go through life not ever making improvements because they don't know how to embrace correction and make it a part of themselves. You got me? If I tell you, Mr. Gary, that you stepped out of faith and this is why you're upset about something, if you don't know how to receive that as your answer, let that settle you and just embrace it and take it away with you and say, well, you know, no, I'm not because I'm believing this and I'm believing that. You, you got me? hmm. Then you never come away with your answer. Why did we have this conversation to begin with so that you could come away with your answer? But once the answer is given that answer has to be respected it has to be embraced and it has to be taken away with you. Who cares why you did it you got me doesn't matter at this point what you need to do is accept your answer embrace it and take that away. Instead of getting the last word and then I got to hear your excuse and you not helped, You go back and do the same thing over again. You got me? And so when you're getting correction through authority, you got to understand how to let wisdom have the last word. Excuses are not wisdom. They're of the flesh. They're just excuses. So you don't need to incorporate that into it at all. We know you think you have a good reason for why you did it, but that's not important. So we have to get past the flesh stuff and get to what's important here. What's important? You want your life to be successful. You want to go through life using wisdom instead of using your flesh and making excuses for your flesh when it goofs up your life. So you want to come out of this embracing wisdom and not letting your flesh feel good that I got her to understand that, you know, me. And I got the last word. You got me? So that's not important. What's important is you go forward in God. So we have a society that lives in defense mode. You pick that up from the world and you pick it up from your own pride and your own ego where you want to be right instead of being correct. You know what right is? You want to have the right to establish who you are. But you want to be correct before God because God has correction. You want to be on the right road. You don't want to be right and be off the correct road. You want to be on the straight road where you're going in the direction God wants you to go in. So many times... We live in defense mode because of the way we hear things. We just hear them in an offensive way. And when you're offended you've got to put forth a defense for that. So we don't trust the truth. And we don't trust the time honored traditions that have granted us God's favor. See wisdom comes to correct you to keep you in God's favor. So that you can be helped, but if you don't ever see that, see if all you see is somebody's attacking you and if you admit you're wrong that's that's gonna make you feel small. See. That's all you ever see. You'll never have God's favor in the way He wants it to flow. You get a trickle, but you have to work hard for it, see. You you need to want to flow in it. You don't want just a trickle, you want it to come in your life forever. So many persons Are often least favored in their world. The enemy will set you up to be on the defense against wisdom. People are are bullied. People are rejected. There are other forms of of self-recrimination that make it rule our lives. It's very easy to feel small in this world. All you got to do is look at American Idol and you'll see rejection. No, he is only one person that wins, and all those other people got rejected. Some of them, it was their life's work. They had put a lot of effort into it, and they didn't make it, so they suffered rejection. And so just like uh, self-exaltation is on the rise, so is rejection and so is the putting down of humanity. You know, anytime sin abounds, there's a degradation of humanity. The Bible says sin is a reproach to any people. Righteousness exalts a nation. You got me? And so, when we start uh, uh, putting people in these positions, you know, to to suffer this rejection, it makes a defensive uh, society where people feel that they have to defend themselves at all times. So the church really is to provide a refuge from this. This is a place where truth can be trusted. Amen. And it doesn't you don't have to defend yourself all the time. You don't have to go into a, a shock mode or or you know, put up the shield against the people in the church, you know, or the authority of the church, because this is a refuge from the world. You know, we may not see it that way all the time, but it sure is. And it's a place where you can trust the truth that's preached, and that truth can be received, and it can bring dignity and help To the people that come there. What God wants to do is elevate us in our own eyes, in our own perception, in the eyes of one another, and also in the world. So the church is a place where you get corrected and you're brought into greater dignity in this world. Where the enemy wants to put us down and degrade us, God is the lifter of our heads. We don't have to feel bad about ourselves anymore. And so part of that means you're holding on to that dignity. See, You don't let the enemy strip you of it. Because you feel bad because you have to receive correction. If we can't get corrected in the church. You know this is the place where people are doing it for your own good. You know because God wants them to help your life. And so if we can see that as a good thing. Not a bad thing all the time. You know it's. Um, parents disciplining children is always a bad thing you know And instead of spanking a child and, and you know you got to give them a time out or the court will come and take them away from you all this kind of stuff well I know people go excessive on some things but there are some things you get some of these kids that are just stubborn and rebellious you got to resort to sometimes a spanking and so you just have to understand these things you know. so God brings us under his authority in the church so that we can live but we have to continue to receive the truth in order to grow this is where I think sometimes people turn away. They they get to a certain level where they've humbled themselves to receive and then God starts to bless them and trust them with more things and that's a place where people can harden themselves and and turn away from, you know, staying humble so that God can take them further and further and further. He always wants to take us further sometimes people surround themselves with the wrong voices and these voices will start to feed the flesh and the mind instead of feeding the spirit got to have people around you who set a high standard for you spiritually not a low one you know it's just that way you know sometimes ministers don't don't go around each other because they're afraid of being challenged you know in the way that they think and the way that they perceive things and so forth and uh you know i always liked having somebody who could teach me things you know i enjoy learning and i enjoy sharing with other people but sometimes people just are too too goofy you know too paranoid about it and and don't want to speak freely or you know you get to a certain level of of sharing with them and and they don't want to talk about that if it means that they have to shut up for a minute You know, I mean that's supposed to be a back and forth thing uh, when we're um, building one another up and so it, it sometimes gets that way that, that people just don't want to share things and, and they isolate them and then the only person you really have much contact with is the armor bearer you know who always wants to pat you on the back and tell you how wonderful you are Well, if you cut yourself off from people who can challenge you to grow and they all only have good things to say about you because they want to keep their position you're going to be kind of hard pressed to, to advance any and, and grow thereby so it, it, you know the company you keep around you is very very important you know we all have to have a challenge here and there to come up higher in God because there's so much more to learn so much more to learn I, uh, I'd like to stay open to uh, hearing the the uh, messages that are are new in the body of Christ you know some of the younger uh, people who are are ministering the Word of God and uh, some especially some of the younger prophets who are uh, ministering the Word of God and seeing what God's doing with that that aspect of ministry because that ministry does carry new revelation we're supposed to and so it's always good to uh, get those things where you can a lot of times they don't have people don't have the time to come and talk to you personally so you can thank God they have websites now they have newsletters and those kinds of things where they can share uh, information and you can grow and so we, we need to always be open uh, to the voice of authority and then God speaks with authority folks his people speak with authority and I think if we will uh, allow ourselves to step into that in a greater way uh, in God not in your own flesh trying to lord it over someone but if you can step into it in God see you'll never step into something that you can't receive from someone you you can't do it and so we have to be under authority in order to gain authority and if you will submit to that and let yourself grow just by submitting yourself to the wisdom of leadership the wisdom on your job your bosses they know more about the job than you do that's why they're in charge you know we can challenge people all day long but we can't have their position. You know, unless we can submit to that and grow under it, and so it's an important thing to stay positioned. Positioning's everything with God. Stay positioned. Keep your ears open to the voice of wisdom. Let wisdom have the final word. Let it settle you, and don't be so challenging of everything that comes to you as a criticism. Uh, criticism is good. Oftentimes, it's just an observation. It's not a putting down. Don't always think of yourself going lower because of it. But think of yourself being elevated. Amen. Father we thank you for your word and for understanding. and. For the grace to hear what we've been receiving, Lord. And we thank you that we can position ourselves in a good way now to receive everything that you have for us because you are the final authority on this earth. And as we submit ourselves to those over us and those in authority for us, then we can receive everything that you have for us and we won't miss one thing. And we thank you for it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Amen.